So hello, Granville Chapel. Uh, nice to see you. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen some of you. And uh, that, uh, well, we'll get into that in a minute, I guess. But um, uh, I'm glad to be here and uh, to be able to chat with you this morning. And what I really want to talk about is what I'm calling In Thin Air. In Thin Air is a reference to John Krakauer. And he's the guy that wrote that book a few years ago, uh, Into Thin Air, where he talked about the different reality of, uh, is it over 36 or 38,000 feet, uh, where uh, somehow different rules apply to life and uh, there's no morality, according to him, uh, and you just are all about survival. And I'm thinking about that uh, in relation to uh, our whole uh, life's approach to the, the reality of uh, death, and impending death uh, that comes for all of us. And the question that I think many of us are a little concerned about is, is our life gonna be um, a different reality given the fact that we're all at some point gonna get into uh, the death zone, uh, the place where uh, different rules seem to apply? Well, I'm here to tell you, first of all, that I don't think there is a death zone. But hey, let, let, me, let, me, let me just back up. Um, back in uh, late, well, I guess it was early, early August, I uh, started discovering that I couldn't feel uh, anything down my entire right side. And uh, that struck me as odd. Uh, I had never experienced anything like that before. And uh, shortly I was in the hospital uh, getting tested for all kinds of stuff. And the upshot was that uh, they decided that I had a brain tumor uh, and that likely uh, I had only a few months to live. And so that was a bit of a shock to the system, as you can imagine. And uh, it was a moment of like, whoa, okay, well, we've just moved from life as we normally know it to, uh, to a very different kind of reality, uh, a, a reality where uh, like this, is, this feels like the death zone. And uh, that was kind of reinforced. Uh, I was at the cancer agency one morning getting my, uh, my um, um, dose of radiation. And there's a guy sitting there in the, uh, in, in the, the um, waiting room with me. And he, he kind of leans over towards me and he says in a kind of sepulchral voice, he says, excuse me, I hope you don't mind my asking, asking, but are you terminal? And I kind of thought about that for a minute and thought, well, I said, I think the reality is we're all terminal. And by that I meant like, Actually, for all of us, there is this continuum going that we move from where we are to a point we are in the death zone. But it's not like a, a big uh, stretch for us. It, it's the reality that we are all on that continuum. So in thinking about that, I thought, well, what changes then? as we move into 
the death self? What, what, what is it that we, we find ourselves, uh, or what way do we find ourselves different uh, because the death zone is now upon us? And, and, and I want to reassure you that, that I don't think many things are very different at all. On any given day, we are presented with a set of choices. And the choices are actually fairly similar and simple. The first choice is, will we choose to follow Jesus today? Well, if we will, then we're going to be looking for him to show us the way forward, to lead us, to guide us, and to direct our paths. And if we're going to go with that choice, we don't have to choose the other side, which is despair, darkness, and go off that uh, woe is me, wretched me, I am the, you know, the, the poorest of all people, I am now dying. Uh, because we have an option, and the option is to walk with Jesus. So what I found, and it's now three months of living in this death zone place, I have not had to choose despair or discouragement or depression because the choices I've been walking on making all my life seem to be the choices that I am actually having to live out each day. Is Jesus with me? He is. Are there things to be thankful for? Yes, there are. Are there ways of looking at life that recognize his goodness? Yes, there are. And in fact, at the end of each day, as we pray together, we go, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And there doesn't leave a lot of room then in that place for the negativity, the fear, the darkness, because we're walking with Jesus into this and it changes everything. So I hope that's reassuring to you. Some other things I've found is that the really simple things in life are the really important things. You know, I have a grandson. His name is Hugo. He's a great little guy. He's three and a half. And he lives resolutely in the now. He's not messing with worrying about tomorrow, worrying about his school or his education or life to come or all these kinds of things. He lives today. And what a great reminder for us all that the really important things are play and fun. And so with Hugo, each day I get to spend some time with Hugo and we play and we do stories and we do stuff and we laugh and we move on into the next phase of his play and it's fun and I love it and I play and I'm reminded, oh, you know what? This is the really important stuff and it's so good. Now, having said all that, it's not that we're saying that life is great, right? I mean, here I am, I do have a brain tumor and life is harder. I can't feel half of my body and that's a bit strange and that's adding challenges, right? So, so I think we have to have a big picture of, of, of life and in that life that we are now living or have always been living, then 
the big picture is going to include stuff like Jesus came to this world for a reason. This world is a messed up world. There are bad things that happen. We're not saying that cancer is good news. We're not saying that uh, decay and decline are great things. But we're saying there are things that are within the master's plan for how we get along with life. And I just want to say, you know, the reality is Jesus came to deal with death. And he dealt with death by dying. And he came back to life again to show us that he had plans beyond life for all of us. And so in the midst of this moment, I'm trying to hold two things in, in, in tension here. I'm trying to hold the reality and the mess that is life, but I'm also holding in tension the reality and the hope of where God is taking us and the good things he has prepared for us uh, that are beyond death, that are better than we've yet seen. Does that make sense? One of the trickiest parts of this, uh, frankly, is um, what about healing? It's, it's one of those places where um, I know lots of my friends uh, at church and in, uh, all around the world are praying for healing and praying for another 15 years of um, life and health and uh, all that good stuff. I'm thrilled about that. Keep praying. I'm not, I'm not saying don't pray. That's wonderful. Um, and yet, uh, the doctors are telling me, months. And uh, likely, you know, my, my, my path from here is going to be more decline as the brain tumor uh, grows within my brain and, and, and takes me down. So how do I resolve those two tensions? It feels like two very different uh, polar paths, if you like, uh, polar opposites. And um, uh, on that, uh, here's what I, I want to offer. I think that God hears all our prayers, and I think that he answers all our prayers each day. And I'm not sure it has to be all or, the, or, or none. I'm thinking that every day is an opportunity. And why, why is it that I am still able to speak, still able to communicate, still able to connect? Well, maybe this is partly God's good care for me, and maybe this is part of the answer to those prayers, is that he is saying, yes, Andy, you can. I can do this. And he hasn't actually told me yet. Uh, what he's going to do, whether he's going to take me home to be with him or whether he's going to leave me here for a while. But whatever it is, I just want to say, look, God is still answering prayer and I can recognize that if I can come to the end of a day at this point and that I'm still here, that I'm still engaging with family and friends that I love and uh, community that I care about, uh, all of that is actually good stuff. And I don't want to lose it or lose sight of his goodness 
in the midst of it. Does that make sense? I, I think the last uh, part of this, uh, really, for me, is um, I, I, I do really do think a lot about what that life is going to be like as we find ourselves uh, moving from this life into life that is eternal. And, of course, that's always been part of our understanding of the way life goes. Uh, all healing here is only going to be a temporary thing relative to the great length of time that we have to look forward to uh, of, uh, of time to come. And here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that uh, that forward life that we are looking forward to is going to be a life of um, interest, fascination, and discovery. And it's also going to be a, 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 an opportunity to learn uh, about what we didn't know now. And so my imagination, come with me in my imagination to, uh, to think about how things look on the other side. And I think it's comfortable armchairs. I think it's um, long evenings where you sit down together and the conversation I imagine starting to go in that kind of uh, place where at some point Jesus will come in and settle down into one of those armchairs and he'll sit down with us and he'll say, okay, Andy, it's your, your turn. We want to hear your story tonight. And I believe that, 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 that those evenings are going to be so, so interesting. What's going to happen? We're going to start by telling our own story because we're the only ones who can really tell that. But as we do, we're going to reach places where we go like, what happened there, Jesus? Why, why did that happen like that? And I think Jesus will just sit there and he'll say, well, Andy, what you didn't know is that this was going on in the war. And this is what I did to help you through. And these are the people over here that I got praying. And these are the people that I sent to deal with that particular reality. And as those things happened, this is what happened. And I think if it's my story, I'll be sitting there going, Jesus, that's amazing. That's truly impressive that you had the care and the concern to be able to get us to that place. And you, you had a universe to run and you took the time to think about me that's amazing and and my suspicion is that as we come to the end we're going to just go like Jesus you are so amazing and and just imagine that multiplied on and on and on what if the whole of eternity is a retelling of those stories and a, a rediscovery of the depth and the intensity and the love that God had for us, making sense of the tough times that we went through. And, and, and my belief is that as we go on through that, those evenings are going to get better and better because we're going to be on the edge of our seat as we wait to see 
how Jesus resolved things so that we could be part of that future uh, that is coming, that is going to be so good. So in the midst of all this, Granville, friends, I just want to tell you, we don't need to be afraid. What's there to be afraid of? Jesus has dealt with death. We can, even in whatever days we have left, enjoy his presence. And we have things to look forward to that this world has not yet seen. Fantastic. I'm great with that. I hope you're great with that too. God bless. Keep praying. And let's keep on rolling and see where the Lord's going to take this. Okay?